everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Kelly O Show. On today's episode, I am sharing an interview I did quite a while back, actually, with David Essel, who is a best-selling author, and I'll get to that in two seconds. But um, again, this is one of the last few episodes we have from, um, I'm calling them legacy episodes, if you will, shows that we thought were published um, when we were still called Fitfluential Radio, and they didn't end up getting published with our original podcast production company. And so some of these we stumble on. On years later because you know things were not just organized effectively back then but it's all good because um, I remember interviewing David and the only reason I bring this up is you will hear me mention that probably several times in the beginning and the end of the show um, fit Fluential radio so for those of you that are new wanted to just give you some context there um, a little bit from David's bio online just before I tell you a little bit about this interview um, David Essel is a number one best-selling author counselor, master life coach, international speaker, and minister whose mission is to positively affect 2 million more, 2 million people or more every day in every area of life, regardless of their current circumstances. Uh, Celebrity Jenny McCarthy says David Essel is the new leader of the positive thinking movement. He has a top selling, his newest top selling book, number 11, called Love and Relationship Secrets that Everyone Needs to Know, has been labeled as the new Bible on love and communication. Now, I was not interviewing him for that book. In fact, the book, and and when I'm looking on his webpage, he has quite a lot more books than I even realized when he first came on the show. So we were talking today in this interview about his book. It's called Focus, Drop the Law of Attraction, Slay Your Goals, The Proven Guide to Huge Success, A Powerful Attitude, and Profound Love. And um, I'm not going to go much further to give away the interview, but I will tell you this. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with him. I love his energy. I love his enthusiasm. I love his point of view. I think you'll like him as well. Um, and I'm just going to let it go at that. We we talk a lot about, you know, this whole concept of, you know, instant gratification and how we all want to accomplish everything in our lives overnight. And, you know, it's funny, I'm actually getting ready to record a solo show on this very topic this week. So you'll see that coming up and I'll make sure I link to that. Um, because I heard the phrase microwave society recently and I've been using it ever since. I didn't coin it, obviously. But it really is true because I firmly believe, and this is what I'm going to talk about in that solo show of mine, is when we have this microwave mentality, when we want things overnight, when we expect that we can make things happen overnight in our fitness life, in our financial life, in our love life. What happens is that by setting such unrealistic expectations, when things don't happen on that unrealistic timeline, 
we tend to give up. We tend to throw in the towel. We tend to get a bad attitude. And then that is setting us up for disaster, if you think about it. So I love that that's a big part of what we're talking about here. And and uh, again, he and some other folks who have been on the show, I'm thinking Cassie Parks uh, was one of them. I'll have to make sure I link up to her in, this, in the show notes as well. Um, but some really good people who have been coming on redefining how we look at this whole law of attraction because the law of attraction is absolutely legitimate, but too many people view it. And I think it was Cassie Parks that had said this um, in the interview we've, we've already got live um, where she said, you know, too many people think that the law of attraction is like asking Santa for what you want and then sitting around and waiting for it. And that's not it. So I love that we have so many different viewpoints on this topic. I certainly will be reaching out to have him back on the show, uh, David Essel, that is, because he was fantastic. But for now, sit back and enjoy this chat with David about focus, how to get what you want, how to achieve your goals. And um, this is about 40, 42 minutes in total. So I left it as a one-part episode. So sit back and enjoy this chat with best-selling author David Essel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fitfluential Radio. I am your host, Kelly Alexa, and today on the show, I am very stoked. Yes, I just used that word, stoked, to welcome David Essel to the show. David is the author of a pretty epic new book, and I think we're going to have a very saucy conversation today because the title of his book is Focus, Drop the Law of Attraction, Slay Your Goals, The Proven Guide to Huge Success, a Powerful Attitude, and Profound Love. I love everything about this title. David, welcome to the show. Saucy Kelly, I'm so glad to be with you. <laughs> I, I'm feeling saucy, a little spicy, you know, a little on the jalapeno side. It's Friday. And just for everybody listening, you know, David and I talked for just a few minutes before the show. And I can just tell this is going to be good stuff because I told him, and for many of you that have been following me for a while, you know that probably my middle name should be impatient and my middle name is definitely not focus. I am one of the things I have the most challenge with is focus. So I am so excited to dive into this. And I know so many of the folks in our community who are very entrepreneurial and business minded are going to be into this because it's the key to everything. So I'm just going to dive in. I want you to tell us what's this book about and and how are you kind of taking this law of attraction that so many of us have heard about? I bought the video. I bought the book. I had everything law of attraction. Tell us, because I know, you know, you used to teach and promote the law of attraction, but you feel a little differently about that now. So tell us about your book and then we'll lead into how you feel about dropping a law of attraction. Okay. Yeah, Kelly, the book is what you just said. You know, the whole premise of the book is that we are so distracted with multiple things. The probably the largest distraction in the world today is instant gratification. <laughs> Amen. And you're talking in the fitness space, so hello. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we want to lose the 30 pounds now. We want to make the $100,000 plus now. We want to find that perfect love now. We want to, you know, find a path to God. Everyone wants it now. And, and so that's probably one of the greatest ways that we become unfocused is that you mentioned the word patience. We do not have the patience in general as a society to do what our grandparents did, to do what Walt Disney did, to do what um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 that, it's the grind, Kelly, the, the secret to success, and people hate to hear this, is to get so focused that you're willing to grind through the days, week, months, and years in order to create the success you have. Now, I am not any different than you from the point of view is that I have huge goals. Our company probably has eight major projects going on right now. But here's one of the most important things I can share from my personal experience with focus, and that is dropping the whole concept of instant gratification. We, meaning me, wrote books for 20 years before I got a number one bestseller. Most people will write a book or they'll do some, an online course or they'll do something. And if it doesn't hit within two months, three months, six months, they're on to the next thing. Now, I will tell you, if I didn't keep writing books that were not number one bestsellers, I could never written a number one bestseller. Mm -hmm. And now the last three books, so we've been writing over 20, 22, 23 years now, our last three books have all gone number one. And that is because of outrageous focus, perseverance, patience, which is one of the things your listeners and yourself and even I can benefit from the most right now is to slow down, 
Look at that one massive goal that you know will change your life that maybe you've been avoiding up to now. Put the focus in, create a daily action plan of steps that are uncomfortable, and six months to 365 days from now, you could be living a radically different life. Oh my God, so many truth bombs. And I always say this whenever I'm interviewing somebody, I'm always taking notes on my end and things that I'm like, oh, I've got to bring that up. And, and then what happens is just what you said there, there comes this two or three minute moment of everything you said was just gold. And I'm trying to write it down really fast so I don't forget because I definitely want to bring up the daily action plan of doing something uncomfortable and have you mm. elaborate on that. But back to what you first said, you really my eyes over here were kind of having this aha moment with myself in that, you know, you talk a lot about, we so expect instant gratification. We do, whether we admit it or not, I think all of us, myself included, we expect overnight success. I have absolutely caught myself in the past several years when I wanted to take a sharp right turn in my business. And I wanted to start doing things that were more solo in nature. And so I would, you know, reach out to some of my friends who were doing something, again, more solo, less big business kind of thing. And I'd say, oh, you know, I want to do what you're doing. And, and I would give it about a week. And I, I didn't say that up front, David. I didn't say, I'm going to give right. this a week. I'm going to put out three Facebook posts. And if I don't make, you know, another $10,000 this month, I'm going to be upset. But that's, right. that's what I did. And I remember complaining to my business coach at the time. And I said, I've done all that. I put up a thing on Facebook. I put it on my Instagram stories. And she said, how many times did you do that? And I'm like, well, it was. And she goes, I think I saw it on your Facebook one time. I think I saw it on Twitter once. I saw it on Instagram three times. So you did it for one week. How many times? And then she named these three people that we both know. She goes, they've been at it for 18 months, Kelly, before they hit the numbers that you want to reach right. in a week. So many of us we don't even, we have such a myopic mindset and an unreasonable mindset. When you said that, I realized, I don't think many of us pick up on that because we try something, it doesn't work and we move on and we don't realize how quickly we give up and move on. Is this more common than, than most of us probably think? Do you see this in everybody who obviously hasn't changed their focus? Every, every person that I work with, you know, for 30 years as a counselor and a life coach, we've worked with people from all over the world. And it doesn't matter. You know, I have two clients from London right now, one from Australia, a ton from the United States, a couple from Canada. It doesn't matter what country we're in. You know, it's the, the, the mass consciousness, which is this huge driving force of the secret and the law of attraction, which, which are both 80% false, a minimal of 80% false, has yeah. driven our culture to believe that whatever you think you can attract into your life. It's the biggest punch of crap ever, Kelly. The <laughs> biggest We're getting punch. saucy. Oh, it's the biggest bunch of crap ever. Okay, so we go back to experience. If we look at, and now again, I, and I started in radio in 1990. We just ended uh, a year or two ago. And, you know, I interviewed Deepak a billion times and, and Wayne, late Wayne Dyer, who endorsed the hell out of our work over the years. He's been, he was a great friend and a great mentor. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Meatloaf, Susie Orman, I mean, you name it, you know, all of these megastars and every one of them have had huge hurdles to overcome. I mean, Wayne struggled with cocaine and alcohol addiction. Deepak was a Tupac pack a day smoker. Susie Orman, which I tell her story in several of my books, you know, she had, she made all this money. She worked her butt off. She made all this money, went away on vacation came back, her office manager had embezzled every penny to her name. She had to start all over again, and it took her a long time to build momentum. So if you look at these people, the Walt Disney's of the world, Walt Disney had a mental breakdown. He, he was depressed. He was institutionalized. He went bankrupt. You know, like these stories are people that we look up to. Mm -hmm. And every one of them have had to have outrageous persistence, perseverance, true grit. In Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, it's a great title. It's an absolute fallacy, but it's a great title, a marketing <laughs> title. But Kelly, in his book, there isn't one story that he shares of someone who fought and got rich. Hmm. It's just a great marketing tool. Now, if you read the stories, every story of success are people that started out as a janitor working for Thomas Edison to become a multimillionaire. His son, Napoleon Hill's son, was born with no ears, 
Now, you know, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And it's, it's an amazing story. And he became a millionaire in sales when he couldn't hear. Mm. Now, you know, and, and, and then, and Napoleon Hill talks about how his heart was shattered when this baby was born and comes out and, you know, he didn't know what to do, but he kept persistently working with this child. And, you know, and, and the story is phenomenal. Your, 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 your listeners can, can Google it, but you know, that's what we've gotten away from. And so we've gotten into this thing, you know, Oprah Winfrey loved her death. When she endorses something, people take it as gold, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when the secret came out and what was that, that book she promoted something about broken little pieces when the guy lied about writing the whole book. Um, uh, I don't and, even, I didn't and, read it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't either. But some some author wrote this book and Oprah promoted it like hell and it sold millions of copies. And then two, three, six months down the road, they find out that he lied throughout the whole book. Nice. Um, and so what I'm saying is that is Oprah's human. And, and so she promotes things and people immediately jump on. And I love Oprah. This is not Oprah bashing. Oprah did the best she could with what she knew at the time. Right. But, you know, I don't know anyone that has thought of a red Maserati on a Friday night and it's in their driveway Saturday. <laughs> I, you know, it, the, the stories are nonsensical. Now, if that were to happen, Kelly, and my fingers are crossed that every one of your listeners that believes in affirmations and vision boards, my fingers are crossed that whatever you affirm with emotion today pops into your life at midnight. Okay. That's my goal for everyone. I want red Maseratis in every driveway tomorrow morning across the USA. Now, if that happens, that's called a freaking miracle. Most people that are driving red Maseratis work their asses off to get a red Maserati, if that's what you want. You know, um, in, in our book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, we talk about my friend Evelyn Keeling, who got so focused. Now, listen to the story, because it, it is so powerful. Evelyn was 245 pounds overweight. Now... Most clients that I work with in our weight loss program at the most are about 150 pounds overweight. Evelyn was 245 pounds overweight. And she woke up one day and realized, as the University of Florida study came out a number of years ago, proved that only 6% of people who are obese or overweight have any genetic link whatsoever. Think about that. To obesity or being overweight. Hmm. 6%. That means 94% it's lifestyle choices and belief systems. And you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, and this is for anybody listening, you know, cause I, I hate that we live in a society where everybody's looking for somebody to say something offensive and then, you know, crucify them online. You can say something that is a, that is a comment or an observation without shaming somebody or hating. But I, I have observed that there are a lot of folks who are obese who who have shared stories and they're like, well, this is this is the way my family is. Everyone in my family is obese. I have a good friend, Amanda Tress, and she has several folks in her family. I I forget which one of them. It may it was either a sister or an aunt, and she said she's the only one out of the kids, if I'm correct, who is not obese. So it's not necessarily like I, I agree with you that it's everybody in your family is obese. Therefore you're, you're set to be obese. I absolutely agree. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I was not aware that there was that much data to support that. Oh my gosh. It's, and what happens is, is that when you're raised in a family and, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk about the conscious and subconscious mind, we're going to have to, because this is everything, but I'm writing it down, David. Okay, good, good. Well, let me jump into it right now. Well, no, let me finish the story of Evelyn and then let me come back to the subconscious mind and genetics and being overweight. Okay. Evelyn woke up and she said, you know, one day she woke up and this is what happens to everyone who recovers from alcohol, food addiction, sex addiction, smoking, spending addiction, whatever it is. You wake up and you make a choice. Okay. There is not one addiction in the world, and we can prove this as well, that is caused by genetics. There's not one addiction in the world that's caused by genetics. So Evelyn wakes up and she makes a choice. And the choice was to throw every piece of crap food because if you're 245 pounds overweight or you're 50 pounds overweight, the odds are you've got crap food in your house. So she got up, cleaned out her house, decided to not go to convenience stores, decided to not go to fast food restaurants, 
and she was wheeled into a gym, Kelly, in a wheelchair because her legs could not support her body weight. She is propped up onto a treadmill. Now she has the, the armrest to hold on to, to stabilize herself. And she began her fitness program. Fast forward. This was, now she's in her 40s. It's not like she's some 18-year-old chick, right? Right. She's in her 40s. In her 50s, she walks on stage in Vegas in front of 15,000 screaming fans as a 50-plus-year-old bodybuilder. On awesome. one side of the stage is the photo of her in a wheelchair, 245 pounds overweight. And here she comes from the opposite stage, walking across in heels, freaking transformation central, right? The crowd goes absolutely nuts. She has millions of people that love her and follow her because she's one of, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people around the world that have overcome this massive challenge. Now, did it take years? Yes. Was there a green tea supplement to burn fat that really kickstarted her? Hell no. <laughs> you know, or whatever you're looking for in the world of instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. If you want something dramatic out of your life, Kelly and I are talking about weight right now, but if you wanted money, love, uh, if, you, if you wanted really an amazing career, whatever it is, if you don't focus and slow down, the chances of you achieving whatever that goal is are absolutely impossible. And so in our book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, we're saying, you know, you've got to drop instant gratification. You have to drop multitasking goals. You can only go after one major goal at a time. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't start to write the book on weekends, but if your massive goal is to lose weight, or to double your income, or whatever it is, in our book, we have a theory that we have created in 1996 called the One Thing Theory that states that at any given time in life, there's only one goal to go after. Now, Kelly, this is going to be shocking to people. Unlike the secret and the law of attraction and well-meaning teachers that tell us, well, what would really turn you on, and what is your why, and all this garbage, people... <laughs> Sorry. It's garbage. It's garbage, Kelly. It's garbage. Listen, your why is not enough to keep you sober. Your why is not enough to have you lose weight. What is enough is do you have a daily plan filled with action you'd rather not do? And do you have an accountability partner that's going to hold your feet to the fire? Mm. Those are the keys to radical life change. You can write down that you're going to leave a legacy for your children as your why. You can do whatever you want. And, and if that turns you on, great. Does it work? <laughs> Rarely. It doesn't work. Yeah. But what does work is this, is that you create the goal that you'd rather not go after. So the one thing theory states at any given time in life, there's only one goal to attack. It's the one you've denied, delayed, procrastinated working on. It's the one you don't want to do. Now, Kelly, this has nothing to do with you, but with some people, it'll be patience and focus. Okay, honey? <laughs> <laughs> it is me, and you know it. <laughs> I'm okay but, with it. Use me as an example, babe. Just go <laughs> I love you, honey. Thank you for playing. <laughs> so, so what we do is we say the one thing is the goal you've denied, delayed, procrastinated. It's what you don't want to do, but here's the great news. If you apply a minimal of one hour a day, six days a week for 365 days in a row to the goal you'd rather not go after, your whole life will radically change. So if you notice, the formula says an hour a day stepping into action you'd rather not do six days a week. That is the master plan. Now, some people, Kelly, will put in two or three hours a day. There's very few massive goals you can accomplish without an hour a day, six days a week. Mm -hmm. So, so we have this formula. We created it in 1996, and um, and 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 it is so profoundly powerful that people like Evelyn Keeling lose 245 pounds through focus and become a bodybuilder. Tom, who I write about in the book, shatters a 30-year addiction to opiates. And his wife calls me, oh God, eight months, a year down the road, crying on the phone, which usually means in drug addiction, there's a relapse. That's what it normally means. She calls me crying and says, David, you've given me my husband back of 30 years. That's awesome. 
And all the stories, you know, people overcoming affairs and marriages, um, you know, people doubling, tripling their income, you know, everything is based on, are you willing to create an action plan on a daily basis of steps you'd rather not do? And are you willing to hire a personal trainer, a counselor, a coach, a minister? Are you willing to hire a financial planner, a financial advisor? Are you willing to put skin in the game? to hold yourself accountable to change. Now, if you're listening and you say, you know, I have great discipline, I, have, I don't need anyone else, then I'd say to you, if you don't need anyone else to hold your feet to the fire, you would have already accomplished your goal. How's that working out for you, right? Like, Absolutely. you know, you've been doing it on your own this long because I, I fully agree with you. Yeah, and, and you know, and I'm a former alcoholic and cocaine addict, And as a counselor and coach that helped thousands of people get sober while I was in full addiction, I realized no matter how much I knew and how I could help other people, until I invested in myself and hired counselors for 365 days in a row, I would never shatter my addictions. Mm. And yet when I invested the money, invested the time, and this is years ago, at the end of 365 days, I have never had a craving for my cocaine, my alcohol. It, it, it disappears. Hmm. That's incredible. But I, I do love what you said, and there's several things I want to circle back on. But putting skin in the game, I'm somebody that I remember before I ever hired a personal trainer, I used to say, oh, my God, why am I going to pay somebody? Like, I can look up on Oxygen Magazine or YouTube. <laughs> you know, and I did. And, and then I remember that this – this trainer was just, he, he kind of stalked me at Lifetime Fitness in Chicago. And he's like, you know, come on, come on. And he was the best trainer, my, my first trainer. He was awesome. And I remember I hired him and in my mind, I'm like, cause all I kept thinking about was money. I'm like, this is $150 an hour. Like that's so expensive. And then I hired him and I realized he took my, my training to levels. I, and, and my understanding of my body and how it worked and everything changed. And people have heard me talk about down here in Austin, you know, I hired a trainer at Gold's Gym and he, I mean, I was doing things I never thought I would ever do. Overhead squats, front squat, back squat, every kind of squat you can imagine. And, and I was doing it and, you know, deadlifting my body weight all because I had a guide and I, I had no idea that I was using poor form. I was surrounded, guys, I own a fitness company. I'm surrounded by some of the best in the business and I was doing things all wrong. So hiring a personal trainer, was one of the best investments I ever made, changed my fitness life. Hiring a dietitian, second best thing. Hiring a, and, and retaining a therapist. In fact, I'm seeing her today, best thing. I mean, I have what I call a pit crew for Kelly Alexa. Like, a, <laughs> you know, and I, David, I have a feeling you're gonna be part of the pit crew, but you know, people that, that help me in all those areas. And let me tell you, when you have somebody on the outside who can help you get past your, your demons and back to what you said, David, accountability. I think accountability is huge. And I'm sure you have data to support that as well. If you go it alone, I think you're going to give up much faster on any goal. Absolutely. You're not going to be willing to push through to get uncomfortable, to do the steps that you need to do. Uh, and, and it's just a fact. And going back to the statement that you and I were bantering a second ago, if you've had a major goal for several years and you've never been able to accomplish it, that's a wake up call. That's saying, you know what? I've done the best I could by myself. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. If I really truly want to change, I have to invest time, money, and effort into this change. And, and then we, we encourage people, even though we know if you follow the system, Kelly, that we created and you put 365 days in a row, basically an hour a day doing things you'd rather not do, at the end of that year, those things become a normal, natural part of your life and they're effortless to continue. Mm. That's the great news, you know? And, yeah. and, and so let me go into the conscious, subconscious mind because this Bring is Bring so it, crucial. David. Bring it. Here we go. So, and this is really the foundation, Kelly, of all of our work. The conscious mind is someone waking up and they have an affirmation about losing weight, making money, creating deep love, finding God, changing careers, whatever it is. And that's the conscious mind. We create the intention. And maybe you even follow, you know, best-selling books that tell you to create the intention to be this massive, I am earning a million dollars a year. And you say it with emotion and you begin with the words, I am, and you're following the gurus like I used to follow. 
And all of a sudden, you're excited, maybe 7, 14, 21, 30 days, and then you start to back off into old habits. Now, it doesn't mean you're lazy. It doesn't mean you're stupid. What it means is, is that there's another part of your mind that's 100 billion times more powerful than your conscious intent. And that's why the secret with their affirmations, you know, carve out this house you want, put it in a box in a storage center, and five years later, by God, you're going to wake up in that house. You know, it's, it's like that's pure insanity. And so what we say is, is that if you really want to truly understand the key of success, and if you say you have an intention to go to the gym six days a week, and after 30 days, you're not going anymore, or you're going two days a week, that's not a conscious mindset. If, if that were conscious, you'd wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to sabotage my weight loss. <laughs> I, I have just created this great intention and I've done it for 30 days. Now I'm going to screw myself over and I'm going to start going once a week. That would be a conscious, right? <laughs> yes. So, you know, but we don't do that. So what happens? What creates that pull away from routine that's uncomfortable back into the comfort zone of sleeping later, drinking more, eating more? And that's where the subconscious mind comes in. And this is crucial for your listeners to write down. The subconscious mind is created off of patterns that we feed it, either consciously or subconsciously. So let's go back to the example that you said about a whole family being overweight and they say it must be genetics. And I say the odds are pretty small that it is. From zero to 18, you're, in, you're involved with a family that when there's a celebration, we eat. When there's something sad that happens, we eat. When we're bored, we eat. When we want to do things as a family, it's centered around food. So from zero to 18, whatever emotion has come into our existence, we are fed via our family, core family environment, that this is a good way, time to eat. I'm bored. I'm angry. I'm insecure. I'm filled with shame. I'm filled with guilt. I'm excited. And so the subconscious mind picks up the pattern that it's fed. And it carries on regardless of what your intentions are. The subconscious mind only cares about one thing, Kelly. It cannot differentiate healthy or unhealthy habits. All it wants us to do is keep the pattern going. So if you attract dickheads as men who are bad boys and they're emotionally unavailable and my, you my have past. that... That was my entire my entire adult life until I met the the man of my 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 dreams and my prayers last December. But it, before that, it was like nothing but dickheads. Exactly, you know. And how does that happen? Well, I don't have time to go into the whole thing, but I can say this: the subconscious picked up an imprint that this is all I'm worthy of. True, sub, I agree. The sub, right, the subconscious picks up an imprint that says love is filled with chaos and drama. So we attract addicts, alcoholics, control freaks, passive aggressive freaks. We attract, you know, cheaters. We attract whatever it is. But we attract it because the subconscious has picked up these patterns that we have fed it or family members have told us. And there's stories in the book about, you know, moms that have totally screwed their daughters over by feeding them data when they were little kids that they weren't worthy of love and they were talented and they weren't smart. I mean, parents do the most bullshit things with their kids. And, and anyway, the message is that the subconscious picks it up and all the subconscious wants to do is fight like hell, Kelly, to keep us in this unhealthy pattern. Now, Can I ask you a question? Because sure. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is striking close to home for me. And it's something that I realized through working with my therapist. But, you know, again, I uh, probably the first 20 years, I mean, like from age 20 on, I... I just had a history of, of bad relationships and, and I would, I, my question to you is when we're talking about our subconscious mind, I, I would think that like when I look back at myself, I've just had a history of both just constant self-loathing and negative self-talk and being insecure. And, and that was me like constantly feeding, I'm not worthy. I'm clearance material. No one likes me. I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too curvy. I must not be thin enough. And I just kept feeding myself these 
these, these lies, but I think that I was conditioned by, you know, other outside sources, whether it was intentional or not. But I literally thought that I was, you know, this unattractive, I I'm, I'm not skinny enough. I was never skinny enough. And so I would attract the wrong type of guys because I thought too little of myself. And I was reinforcing that with myself all the time. And then when I did get somebody, I mean, my ex-husband included, I just thought, this is the only thing I'm ever going to get. I've got to do whatever I can to be perfect for him so he won't ever leave me. And so I th- would you say that our negative dialogue is what can also be that you're, you're fueling, you're feeding that subconscious mind. Is that it just as much a, a contributor? Yeah, it's our actions and our self-talk, you know. Okay. Um, and, and so let's say you, the, the very first unhealthy relationship you got into the longer you stayed within the first couple unhealthy relationships, the deeper the pattern is mm. of that this is all I deserve. Now, and this is where the world of affirmations is a complete lie as well. Now, I'm not saying affirmations are bad. I say them every morning, but they will not change your life. So if you get up in the morning, you say, I am worthy of a great guy. I am worthy of an honest man. I am worthy of a man filled with love. And you're saying it while you're staying in an unhealthy relationship. The subconscious could give two craps about your affirmations. <laughs> your aff- <laughs> it really could. You know, like all it's doing is sitting there going, that's hilarious. Look at who you're with. You don't mean that at all. And, you know, and so the subconscious laughs. Listen, so I work with people and they'll come to me and they'll go, you know, I want to work on, you know, this new goal of money. And I say, well, how much is it that you want to earn it? You know, I have an affirmation that says, you know, I am a child of God and I am earning a million dollars a year. And I stop them and I go, you know, that sounds really pretty. Do you know how much a month you have to earn to make a million dollars a year? And of course, no one freaking knows, Kelly, right? So, (laughs) but they bought the secret and they bought the law of attraction. And so that's what they're being taught. So it must be real. All right. If you're going to earn a million dollars a year, that's $82,000 a month. Now, I will say this, and this isn't negative. There's very few people in this country, in this world, that have the gifts, the talent, the determination, the dedication, the grit to walk through walls to find a way to earn eighty-two thousand a month. Okay, it's just it's it's it, is it a, a beautiful goal? Yeah. Is it totally unrealistic for most of us? Yes. It's and I'm not blowing bubbles here and saying you know oh God David Essel's Mister Negativity. What I say to people is, if you can justify on paper to me how you're going to earn $20,000 a week, man, do it. When I see you next week, I want the blueprint. I want to know how you're going to earn $20,000 a week or $82,000 a month. Bring it in. Bring it to me. Kelly, in 30 years of doing this work, no one, well, let me take that back, one person came in with a plan that was viable and he earns now a million a month. Not, not a million a year. Heron's a million a month. In 30 years, he's, and I've worked with some really incredible people, but the odds of people doing it on their own is so tiny that we say that when you're saying you're earning 75, 100, 150 a year, 200,000 a year, and you're saying to yourself, I am earning a million a year, you are lying to yourself mm. because you're not earning it right now. So you're using an affirmation that is a lie that destroys self-confidence and self-esteem. The subconscious picks this up and goes, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't, that doesn't mean that I say don't have big goals, but why don't we start with doubling your current income? Right. Why don't, why don't we start with losing 50 pounds in a year or 100, but 100 is, is still a lot of work. But, but why don't we take something and you're, you're earning 100000 and you want to earn two hundred. Okay, to me, that's a great freaking goal. But if you go unrealistic, as we've been taught how to do, the subconscious is just laughing all along, and it's just going <laughs> to sabotage your efforts. You know, it's just going to go, oh, isn't that cute? Let's go back to our $50,000 a year salary. And, and now, and here's the good too, news. You know, it, it, it's something that struck home to me recently, which is, you know, even my doctor said this because I've had so many hormonal, cortisol, adrenal fatigue issues. And, you know, it takes a lot of tweaking and time and patience and focus <laughs> to fix that. Like I told you, David, it's yes. been a challenge, 
for me. But, you yeah. know, I remember my doctor saying, because one of the things, you know, that has been impossible or in the past has been be, with, with thyroid and adrenal, I got to the point where my body literally would not budge, whether I ate a very little or more and we could tweak, we could go more paleo. We did this, we did that. I literally was just stuck 25 pounds over my ideal weight as the owner of a fitness company. And I'm just, I got into a really bad place of overtraining, under eating. But I remember when I started to see my doctor, he said, you know what he said? I need you to give this a year. We need to take a year yep. to heal you. And, yep. and it, he was absolutely right. And then he said, but you know what? I, I need to give you a win. We need to give you something. And when you say that about people who are, you know, you've got your average Joe making 50K and he goes and he sees something about the secret or some kind of speaker, right? And gets all inspired. Like, this is it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be making a million dollars next year and they're going to go crazy, right? With the affirmations. And three months later, they're still making 50 and they've been, they've put all this work in and it's nothing to them. They're perceiving, in my opinion, they're perceiving that as I've done all this work and I haven't had a check show up in my mailbox for, you know, $500,000. I must, it must just be me. I'm going to give up. But on the other hand, if they said, I'm making $50,000 a year, I want to take the next, you know, year. And, and I hope that, and here's, you know, my goal is to make 75K a year. I want to increase my living, my, my income, excuse me, by 50%. And then they sit down the next step, like you said, What's the action plan? How can I make that happen? What's a realistic way? Because a helicopter is not going to show up in my backyard with a box full of bills for me, you know, dollar That's bills. Right. It's not yep. going to happen. So what's my plan? And then if you get small successes along the way, whether it's finances or relationship or um, losing weight, the small successes will make you feel so much more, you'll have that momentum. I don't want to say motivated. I feel like motivation is passive. You'll have momentum because when I get a sale, in my business, I bring on a new client. I'm like, okay, give me the next one. Come on. I've got it. When I don't have any sales and, I, and I'm, I'm in a slump, just like an author trying to write a book, you're like, nothing's happening here. You, <laughs> it's also part of like, hey, you've got to have those small successes and that's going to also give you that bump to keep going for the long term. That's right. That's right. And with those successes, you're slowly turning the subconscious around. And, and the subconscious has a dual role. It can be the most powerful ally in my life. When I went through the real hard work for a year with my sobriety, since that time, I have I can be in I've been in front of piles of cocaine since I got clean. Kelly, I did not have an urge. I've been at weddings. I've been at celebrations. People are drinking, having a blast, doing their thing. I've never ever felt I was missing out. I have never had cravings. So my subconscious mind went from. I deserve to drink because I'm a successful man. Uh, this is how I relax. Vacations are for drinking. You know, I went from all of those subconscious thoughts that reiterated I needed to drink to now my subconscious is 100% turned around. I have a blast without drinking. I can go to a party and have as much fun as people doing shots of whatever. And, you know, I say, holy cow, that's proof that the subconscious can be turned around. If, if your listeners can connect to this, for those who brush their teeth twice a day, they would never think about leaving the house without brushing their teeth. It's automatic. Mm -hmm. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Like, they don't have to put a Post-it note on their steering wheel, please go back in and brush your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, true, true. We, we don't, okay, that's the subconscious mind as an ally. You created a pattern, first unwillingly, you know, if you've ever raised kids, you know that when you start to teach them how to brush their teeth, they hate you. The bristles are hard, the toothpaste stings, you know, it's like, oh my God, just brush your damn teeth, you know? And, um, and so then after a while, you know, their subconscious mind is fighting, pushing back, saying, this is not good. My teeth are falling apart. You're ripping my gums apart. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a breakthrough. Over time, they pick it up. And now for most adults, brushing your teeth twice a day is a no-brainer. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's a subconscious ally now. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to do with all of our work. And in the book, Focus, Slay Your Goals, we do a huge explanation of what I've just told you in about six minutes, Kelly, about the power of the subconscious mind. We go into it in more detail. I, I tell the story of Ray Higdon, who's a great friend of mine. He's the guy that was single dad, two little kids, was losing his home to foreclosure. He came to me and said, I can't pay you to work with you. 
but I need some really solid advice. Me and the kids are going to be living on the street. And Kelly, the only thing I said is, is you are such a phenomenal salesperson. You've got such passion. Go find a product to sell. Within two years, he went after 20 rejections a day. Okay, now, let me, let me back up. His first step after leaving my office was to go buy The Secret. And this was around 2008. He bought The Secret. He went home and said, you know, David has great ideas, but I'm going to build a vision board. And so 30 days later, he's in worse shape than he was when he left my office. Mm -hmm. Then he had this awakening and he said, you know what, David's right. I've got to find a product. He found a product and then he got the next thing. The next thing was this. He said, I'm going to go after 20 rejections a day, five days a week. I love it. Going after 20 rejections a day is going to lead to some yeses. It's a slow process. But in two years, he was earning $50,000 a month. And several years down the road since then, he earns a million a month now. You know what I love about the story that you're telling is that when you first started telling it, I thought there's so much bullshit out there in the, in the area of, you know, just believe and make it happen that somebody would tell a story like that and go, this guy left my office and he took my advice. And in seven days, he had a new house, a car and a 20 year old wife. And it's like, I love that you told it with, you know, he started off strong. He had to tweak, you know, tweak and make a a sharp right turn. And then it took time. I I love that you're sharing all of these stories because there is, there are a lot. I've even been at at church, you know, and I was going to like a Bible study with my friend one time. And this woman's like, you know, I prayed and my husband and I couldn't, we couldn't make the mortgage and this and that. And then one day out of the blue, a check, I'd been praying and a check showed up in my mailbox for exactly the amount of mortgage. I'm like, what are you smoking? That doesn't happen. I, I mean, maybe it does, but you know, that kind, those kind of stories set people off on the, I'm just going to sit and it's going to land in my lap kind of thinking. Kelly, you know, and we say, if that happens, it's a miracle. It's not because of your freaking thoughts. It's not because, you know, you <laughs> attracted it. You know, you know, the thing I hate the most, whatever you put out into the universe must come back to you. It's like, it is such nonsense, you know? So, so we, I know we just have a couple minutes. Let me tell a really moving story. So. A really good friend of mine, his name is Scarlett Lewis. Scarlett Lewis, a number of years ago, faced something that no one ever wants to face, and that was her six-year-old son, Jesse, was massacred at the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Oh. Okay, now, if you believe in the law of attraction, Mm. you must believe that it has two sides. You must believe that whatever comes to you that sucks, you created, because it doesn't work one way, Kelly. If you're going to believe in this kind of crap, accept responsibility that if you, whatever you think is going to come into your life, well, then it has to be both sides. The law of attraction doesn't, you know, differentiate and say, oh, we're only going to attract positive things. Just like what you said when you were attracting one unhealthy man after another. Okay. There, if you, if you want to be brutal about the law of attraction, you have to accept all of your failures as yeah. thoughts that you created as well as your successes. Now, I can tell you because I know Scarlett very well, she has never done anything to deserve her son being massacred, nor did Jesse Lewis at six years of age attract his own murder. So we've got to wake up. We've got to realize that If we want something different and it's big, we've got to put out a huge effort, huge focus, daily discipline, accountability partner, and then you can be the Evelyn Keelings of the world and go from 245 pounds overweight to a bodybuilder. You can go from the Ray Higdons and be broken on the street and become a millionaire. It's going to take time. Give yourself time. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Work your ass off and please be patient. That's, and I know we, I have to really, you, you've got an appointment, so I'm going to wrap this up, but I love what you said. I absolutely have to have you back on the show because this absolutely makes sense. I love that, you know, key takeaway points, people look at things for the long term. decide what is most important to you, give yourself a minimum of a year, an hour a day, put an action plan together. I can tell you that I am the most driven, ambitious person. I've been through two years of crazy business hell. And one of the biggest lessons that I've, that I had to discover, it was earlier 
well, actually the end of last year, I realized that I was spending too much time focusing on the problems and I had this, this place I wanted to go with my new business and I wasn't doing any action towards the new. I was, I was mired in the problems of the old. And when I made that shift towards massive action and direction and figuring out a plan and putting it on paper, and I had the accountability, I've, I've been following. That's what, what changed things for me. So I love, love, love everything you said. And really simply, let me close with this. And then, David, I want you to tell people where they can find your book and your website. Just everybody, think about somebody you respect and you admire. Do you see anybody who's successful in business or weight loss or fitness or anything who says, I have no idea how this happened. I just woke up one day and I was beautiful and rich and I was married to the man of my dreams. Said no one ever, maybe Paris Hilton, but nobody's going to look at her as a role model. That said, David, tell us where they can find your book. We'll link up in the show notes, et cetera. Oh, I'd love it, Kelly. Okay, grab your pen and paper. The website is so easy to remember, and we have so many free things there. Talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K, David.com is the website. You can find out information about the book that's endorsed by celebrity Jenny McCarthy, Focus, Slay Your Goals. Next time I'm on, Kelly, I'll tell you a great Jenny story. Um, Also, on the website, talkdavid.com, when you scroll down, you can sign up for our free daily inspirational videos. Five days a week, we send out videos to your email at no charge, where I give a quick message of the day to lift you up and to get you moving in the right direction. It's called David Essel's Daily Video Boost. So go to talkdavid.com, scroll down, sign up for the Daily Boost, and five days a week for free, you're going to get inspirational messages. I freaking love it. And David, I'm just going to say this fondly. I freaking love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. For everybody listening, of course, we will link up to everything we talked about today in the show notes. If you have any questions about this show or future shows, or you would like to sponsor future episodes, you can email us, podcast at fitfluential.com. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. David, you're awesome. I'll follow up with you after the show. I know you have a meeting. For everybody listening, thanks for tuning in to Fitfluential Radio. We will see you next time. Hey, everybody. This marks the end of our chat with David Essel. Isn't he amazing? (laughs) Do you totally not feel like you just had five cups of coffee after listening to that chat? That's certainly how I did. And I love people like that, that are just full of energy and positivity and um, genuine enthusiasm for life and for helping others. That's, That's really what I loved as well about chatting with David. So I hope to get him back on the show. Stay tuned for that. If you have any questions on this episode, of course, we encourage you. I will link up to everything David Essel related in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. If you have questions for me on future episodes, if you would like to inquire about advertising opportunities, sponsorship opportunities on the show, or working with us at kellyalexa.com with uh, any of our social media platforms, anything of that nature, or if you're looking for a group quote, just send us a note over, just use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. You can also use that same contact me form if you would like to nominate yourself or someone you know to be interviewed on the show. Um, use the contact me form and we will get back to you with a scheduling link. So thank you so much. I hope you guys are enjoying the content we are putting out. If so, please share it with your friends, your colleagues, your family members on social media. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people who can benefit from this information. And you don't get to ask it if you have a second, if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It's so easy, you guys. I didn't even know you could do it by just scrolling to the very bottom of whatever show you tune into. So I say this not just for our show, uh, but for anybody else's show, just scroll all the way to the bottom. It'll have that opportunity for you to put one to five stars. And then you can. it says right below that, write a review. Honestly, you can do it from your phone. It takes about 45 seconds. I've done it for other people. And I I would sincerely appreciate it. And for all of you that have already, I read all of the reviews. Thank you so much. You are awesome. And have a great rest of the week, you guys. We'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.